0: what's up guys this is seth and i've got with me uh tony peters seth how's it going man it's going good man we're southwest ohio full court press and this is
1: bracketology it's it's what everyone has looked forward to all year it's our favorite it's my favorite at least kind of recording to do besides maybe flying to the hoop and it's it's tournament time it's tournament time seth
0: it is tournament time this is where champions are decided it's where cinderella's take their shot um I guess we'll see over the next couple of weeks here how all of those storylines play out. Uh, But for now, we're going to do it kind of like we did last year. We're going to sit here uh, over the next, what, hour, hour and a half, two, whatever it takes. We're going to break down uh, the Southwest region, uh, division by division, and we'll go bracket by bracket here um, in the different districts um, and and walk you all the way through. We'll we'll see what we get to, you know, looking at who's going to come out of the regional to make it to state um, and go from there.
1: We'll probably do a, a, a specific regional preview once we get to the regional. Yeah, this for will, sure. This we'll revisit. <laughs> this will serve more as looking at each district and seeing who's going to come out of the district. The regional will be – because you, like you said, Seth, with Cinderella's and everything –
0: yeah, we'll we'll make some you know predictions here yeah. or there, yeah. um, you know, especially with some of those stronger teams that we expect to come out. Just to just to spitball, see how accurate we are in a couple of weeks when we get through this. Uh, but for now, um, we'll go ahead and we'll just dive in with district or with division one. That is. There you go. All right, guys. So we're jumping in like we just said with division one. We're gonna start with the Southwest one district or bracket. Um and we'll kind of go top to bottom here, starting with those those intro games here. Uh so Tony, first matchup we got 19 seeded Anderson, 21 seeded Kings. What are we looking at?
1: I think we're I think Anderson comes out of this one. They they've been a special team this year. They just beat Turpin who's one of the better their top 10 seed, I should say, in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Um, I think Anderson has a good chance of coming out of this one. In terms of they're that first playing game, they have they get Sycamore, or they would get Sycamore uh in that next matchup. Sycamore being the second seed, the two seed in the entire Cincinnati district. Uh this one's a little bit different because Sycamore is such a good team this year. You know, they went into the draw 16 and two. You now they lost to Fairfield since then. But these guys have been the best team behind maybe Fairfield and the GMC this year. And, and really with this this aviators team, I don't really see Anderson being able to match up with like Raleigh Burgess or Ben Sutherland, who 6'10 no. and 6'8 respectively.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit too much firepower. So uh, we'll go with Anderson out of that first one and then Sycamore marching on from there after that play-in. Um, so that's the first part of the top bracket. Go down to the bottom part of that top section. Uh, we've got 15-seeded LaSalle uh, against 13-seeded Loveland. Um, and then we've got eight-seeded St. X and 17-seeded Middletown. Uh, so starting with the Sal Loveland game, a little bit weird with some of the things that went on with LaSalle this year due to some of their forfeits um, due to, a, uh, I believe, it was an ineligible player. Yeah, correct. <clears throat> their record's a little more skewed than than the product they put on the court. Uh, I know we watched them play against CJ a couple of uh, week or so back. Um very good team, very very streaky shooting at times. They can get really hot from three and and light it up quick. Um, CJ just happened to be a little bit more athletic and, and made
1: some better plays down the stretch. Um, but it looks like here you've got them coming out of that game against Loveland? Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, Loveland has a good record, but they have not really played as well as I think Let me rephrase that. They haven't played any teams, I think, that are like the GCL South, or they haven't beaten a team like a GCL South team. And I think the the GCL South is such a staple in Cincinnati, and you could have a... Hell, LaSalle could have been the 21 seed, probably would have had them winning a game or two, just exactly what you just said. I, I think LaSalle's physicality... And they're just focused on the defensive end is what gets them through this one. And they get a, we'll call, we'll call it a minor upset in that first round game. Minor upset.
0: And that second game, then again, uh, the St. X, uh, a familiar GCL of, opponent of LaSalle, taking on Middletown. Uh, St. X, they're just good this year. I mean, they're they're you know competitive year in and year out in the GCL South that, heck, all of those teams are. Um, and and we've got them coming out against Middletown mm-hmm. GCL South again, just too overpowering.
1: I think so. My only concern with Saint X really is they're they're kind of trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time, right. and they picked up some losses. And granted, there's some of them have been GCL losses, but you know when you're going into the tournament losing three or four in a row, regardless of who it is, you got to start kind of questioning some things. But like you said, they're such a good team this season. I don't see Middletown being able to really match their size and just being able to, to run with them. Right. So
0: that would then uh, to get us kind of where we were at with Sycamore moving on against Anderson, you've got the LaSalle St. X showdown um, you know, GCL clash here uh, in the you know, in, in that in that first sectional round then after the play in games uh, probably safe to say St. X is moving out here although It'll be a highly it, contested game. It could game. be a coin flip depending on how LaSalle comes
1: out in place. They split the regular season, so they—they they, it's not like one has a clear a, advantage a definitive the advantage, yeah. yeah. But I think I think X in this one, you gotta go with, you know, if this were a Molar or an Elder, I think it'd be a different conversation. But for this conversation that we're doing now, I think Louis Simona has been such a good player for X this year. Just so consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think X has more guys that can get the job done than LaSalle. And like you said, that streaky shooting can concerns me, especially the deeper they get. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so that would then bring us to Sycamore and St. X in the sectional final district semi, mm-hmm. um, Sycamore. Again, we talked about with their size, uh, you know, going, going at it down there, uh, with, uh, you said Fairfield, uh, earlier, correct? Mm, correct. Um, you know, certainly have a, a similar strength of schedule to what St. X plays. And with some of the bobbles St. X has had, um, I think we, we can both say Sycamore's probably going to move on just with that, that size advantage uh, is just going to be too much for St. X. I, agree. I so, agree. That'll put Sycamore into the district final then. Uh, so then we got to go down to the bottom half of this bracket where we've got much more of the local teams here to Dayton anyways. Um, we'll start with those initial play in games. You've got 16 seeded Xenia taking on the number two seed Fairmont. Um, not a ton to discuss there, right, Tony? Fairmont's been outside of, you know, two, if you're going to call a loss good, losing to Centerville twice and being fairly competitive, limiting them in how much they're scoring, better losses. No, they had the bobble at Wayne or, or to Wayne, um, but still a Fairmont team that has been incredibly consistent throughout the year. Uh, just a nasty two-headed monster in DeSette and Johnson. They're moving on against Senia. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So that'll bring us to Butler and Springboro. 14 seed Butler, 9 seeded Springboro. Um, That could be a closer game potentially than a lot of people would think.
1: I I think so. You know, Butler Butler has definitely been solid, even though Mm -hmm. they lost the talent they did. Springboro, I think, has kind of underachieved what we expected. I feel like some people thought they were going to be they were definitely going to be better than last year, but I think right. that some people thought maybe they could contend towards the middle of the G-Walk, which they didn't really do this year, and a lot of that is just the youth and the injuries that they had. They were dealing with injuries, right. especially beginning of the year. Uh, and then, obviously, they have a coaching change there as well. Right. I think that – but I, at the end of the day, when I, when I look at the Springboro – when I compare these two teams, I feel like Springboro's got the athleticism edge. Absolutely. And the talent itself, I think, is better at Springboro than it is at Butler. So I have to feel more – confident leaning towards the Panthers to come out of that first round matchup.
0: Yep. And then the bottom, the very bottom matchup there, uh 15 seeded Troy against number four, Beaver Creek, uh, Beaver Creek while you know, not, not quite up there slugging around with, with Centerville and Fairmont still was kind of in that middle of the pack there with, with Wayne uh, kind of bouncing around there, even with Northmont a little bit, still very competitive team. They've got some size, uh, you know, a decent amount of size on that squad, uh, they're going to come out against Troy, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, So we'll jump up another quick, probably one here. After that play-in game, uh, Stebbins in the draw went to the second round. They get matched up then with Fairmont coming out of that Zenia game. Um, with everything going on at Stebbins right now, they're not going to play Cinderella this year. Fairmont's going to march from there, yeah? I agree. Okay. Down at the bottom then, you've got Burrow and Beaver Creek. Again, we Burrow under, maybe underachieved from what some expected this year, but I, another one of those games that that's going to be hotly contested, I think.
1: I think, yeah, they got familiarity with each other, playing each other twice already this season. I think, though, at the end of the day, what it comes down to, Burrow has that talent, but they're also still very it's young. young yeah. When R.J. Greer and Jerome White are two of your best players and they're freshmen, mm-hmm. it's hard for a freshman-led team to really get into a groove in the tournament. And with Beaver Creek, you got Duvall and Phillips. They've never gotten past that district final game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to let a younger Springboro team be there to knock them out, knock that, them early. out that early. Mm-hmm. So I do think Beaver Creek does advance in that one.
0: Yep. And that'll bring then uh, the Fairmont Beaver Creek matchup in that sectional final district semi. You just made mention that Beaver Creek hadn't gotten past that district final. I don't think they're gonna get there this year. In my opinion, that Fairmont team is on a mission. They wanna to try to find a way to 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 make some noise, maybe pull an upset here, uh, to, to try to fight their way to getting another crack at Centerville. But Fairmont's gonna move on in that game against Beaver Creek, although much closer game than it'll be very, a lot would anticipate. I think it'll be
1: I think it'll be very close, and I think really the biggest kind of x-factor will be beaver creek's guard beaver creek's guard, guard plays play. not great as great yeah. as great i should say so fairmont's guards will be better than beaver well, Creek's. it's hard when you got anthony johnson
0: out there running around right. doing his thing right that's a tough guard matchup in any case um fairmont obviously with other guys outside of just johnson but um at, at guard they've got a pretty deep squad that comes off and and plays some really really good defense Mm -hmm. uh so that'll bring us to the district final then sycamore coming out of the cincy area fairmont from more of the local teams here that'll be a heck of a game you got a lot of size at sycamore you got a lot of maybe undersized talent uh that's hungry that's been on a mission this year when you're talking about fairmont um this would be one of those games that I would circle as a, as a don't miss district final, Mm -hmm. because you're going to really see what Fairmont's made of. They want that shot at Centerville, but where's your head on this? Is your head with the size or is your head with, with that heart drive, hunger
1: from Fairmont? My heart goes more towards the size only because if we're not talking like a 6'5", 6'6", guy. We're talking a 6'10", Raleigh Burgess. And, 6'8 and a 6'8", Sutherland. Ben Sutherland. Like, And and that's not even the, their only players. You know, right. Bryce Darbyshire was injured early in the year. He comes back. He's got a little bit of size on him. Not near as much as those guys. And I think, really, I just got to ask myself, who who's going to defend that size for Fairmont? They have the heart. Mm-hmm. They have the drive, but... At the end of the day, you gotta defend that. You gotta be able to keep that off the glass for 32 minutes. I just That's tough. I just don't think I, I love this this Firebirds team. I wanna see them and I'm gonna root for them to, right. to make that that regional tournament. But I just it's hard for me to see that from a logistics standpoint. Right. And
0: you see a matchup against Centerville earlier where the size is a little more equitable. Now, granted, you still have Rolf and House, who've got a lot of size for Centerville. Fairmont was able to to hang with a little bit uh, because Many of their guys play much bigger than they are. Um, but you saw it, especially in that in that last Centerville game, where even that little bit of size advantage, they couldn't keep Centerville off the boards. Centerville was just too big, too strong, getting to the rack outside of their really good shooting from the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say Sycamore as well, although it breaks my heart to say that.
1: It does. It really does.
0: So... Unfortunately, that's how that one goes. Uh, Good for Sycamore, though. They're going to be a a strong team and and are going to make some noise here. But that'll take us to uh, we're going to run through the next part of the bracket where uh, we'll see who would match up with them in the regional semi. That being the Southwest four uh, district. Um, So, again, top part of this bracket, the Cincy schools. um, And we'll just jump in here and keep rolling. First play in game up there, Lakota East, West Claremont, and then you've got Harrison and Western Hills. Um, That that first one, Lakota East, Claremont East, is moving on, yeah?
1: Uh, Yeah, and and same with Western Hills and Harrison. Western Hills advances in that. Not not
0: too much to discuss
1: there. No, not much.
0: So those guys move on. Uh, So then the matchups for the next level um, being Lakota East taking on Winton Woods. Um, and then Lakota West taking on Western Hills. Let's start with that top one, Tony. East and Winton Woods, East being uh, you know going into the draw fourteen and four. Um, at least at the time that the brackets came out. Um, what you think here?
1: If this was any other team, I'd maybe consider Winton Woods to win this game because Winton Woods has been playing very well lately, uh, and they've really been surprising me especially, but you know when we're talking about Lakota East you're talking about Clint Adkins you're talking about you know he's got seniors he's got guys that that really play well together you know they remind me of a Centerville in the in the way of they play that culture they play together mm-hmm. they play with a purpose uh and when it comes to tournament when you got that many seniors especially that you're going to lean on you know you got Jaden Coles who's committed to Thomas Moore. you got the, the coach's son Nate Adkins you know when you got players like that you're leaning on I think East is able to to get out of this one. Now, it may take him a minute to get into a groove, Mm -hmm. but I do think East does advance in this. Okay. Then you've got West taking on, Lakota
0: West taking on Western Hills in that lower part there. Um, Talk to me a little bit about how this one's going to match up. Western Hills, pretty athletic. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. West, Little different style or are they just as athletic?
1: They have the athleticism for sure, but they'd like to play a little more. I like to think they play a little better defensively than Western mm-hmm. Hills does. You know, West High is gonna score the ball a lot. They can put the ball in the bucket. They got plenty of guys that can do it. Lakota West is gonna want to slow this game down. Yep. They're gonna wanna play it at their pace. They've got the best score in the GMC and Nate Dadukovich, he's putting yep. up twenty-five a night. You know, West, it seems like every year Lakota West finds a way in whatever bracket they're in to be that bracket buster, and as good as Western Hills has been this year and as much as I want to really ride with this team through the through the sunset to, the, to this win, I got to go Lakota West. Got to go West,
0: okay. So that takes us to a nice little matchup, East versus West, uh, Lakota East and West, that is. Um, that's going to be a freaking dogfight, man.
1: Well, East won both games. They played twice. East yeah. won both games. I believe the second one went to overtime. Right. So, and
0: you've got just the hometown. You I mean the the next door neighbor rivalry going on here? Bragging right. I mean, anything you could put into a a really good district semi pot and mix it all up and say this is going to be a great game. That's what we're talking about: in East versus West.
1: And normally, (laughs) normally this would be a little bit easier to do. I mean, at the end of the day, with Lakota East, like I said, with their matchup with Went Woods, they've just got a very good team this year, and uh, Clint Atkins hasn't really been able to get these guys as far as I think they could be in the last couple years. They just kind of run into problems. I think this is the group to get kind of over the hump. So I'm going to take East to win this, but it is and at an, least
0: make it to a district
1: final. game. Yeah, but it is not going to be an easy task. Beating Lakota West for a third time <laughs>
0: could still flip a coin on that one. You though. could You really could. <laughs> okay. Bottom half
1: of the bracket is
0: uh, arguably one of the uh, marches to a potential state title because we got Centerville down here in this bracket. Um, starting with the playoff games, they've got Fairborn, 1 seed, 19 seed. Uh, then you've got Tecumseh-Piqua, and then Lebanon and Sydney. So we'll start at the top there. Fairbourn's not giving Centerville a game. I'm sorry. Nope. It's just not happening. Centerville, Centerville wins that one. Tecumseh-Piqua, that could be a
1: little bit closer game. They played earlier this season. Okay. Piqua, I believe, won that game. Uh, these two actually tied when it came to the draw. They mm-hmm. tied each other, so <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Pickwa got the head-to-head, got that spot, and then Tecumseh, Tecumseh went, went after right him. after them. So I think you know that that drive that the arrows have, and the fact that they've been a, they've been a pretty solid team coming out of the Central Buckeye Conference with mm-hmm. Colin O'Connor and company. You know, I think they'll be able to win that game. Pickwa's got the size and the athleticism and just the pure strength getting football kids. But they just haven't really played as well. I think in January, February, that I feel comfortable for them to win. So I think Tecumseh wins this game and it avenges that that loss earlier in the year. All right.
0: Then you got Lebanon and Sydney. Uh, I believe Sydney and Tip were vying for the MVL. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Um, are we riding with the MV? Did did we figure out how that got decided? Did which one came out as champs?
1: I think they were, uh, they were. all... or were they really champs of their I respective like divisions? Feel like Tip won
0: overall. Overall, I'm pretty okay. sure. So you got the MVL. Potential, well, let's not say a runner up or winner, whichever. Still, very strong, top team in the MVL, taking on uh, an underwhelming Lebanon team this year. Sydney moving on? I think so, yes. Okay. So that gives us uh, Belmont was the number 18 seed. They took that first, that playing game by, but they're running into the semi truck that is Centerville. They're mowing right through Belmont. Yep. They're marching to the district semi. Um, Tecumseh in Sydney though would be the next matchup down the list. I think
1: this one goes towards Sydney then just yeah. because that, you know, they, they're a little bit different with Piqua that I think that they have a little better athletes over there. Okay. Uh, Jaden Swiger is a football offensive lineman. Yep. That he's their leading score. Uh, they've got a guard. I am drawing a blank on his last name. I know it's Julius this is his first name. Uh, he's a freshman and he was, he was phenomenal for the, for the yellow jackets in their, their win that I saw them play earlier in the year. Uh, and like you said, you know, with Tecumseh, or at least what I said, I should say, Colin O'Connor is really like the top guy on that yep. team. And really, after that, I don't know what they look like athleticism wise to match up with the Yellow Jackets. You know, I think Sydney wins this game just because they're just a tougher team. Yep,
0: uh, but then Sydney's going to get hit with the freight train that is Centerville running through uh, in the district semi mm-hmm. I, again. I, you know, I I don't like just going railroad through, railroad through, railroad through without a whole lot of discussion, but there's not much to discuss. There's not, no. It's it's just, Centerville's too big, too strong, they shoot too well, they're coached too well. There's a reason they're undefeated. They've knocked off powerhouse teams across the country all year long. Centerville's moving on. That gets us to the district final then of East and Centerville. And again, I know it's a district final. Um, East can probably give them a bit of a game, but I wouldn't be surprised for it to look something like a centerville Fairmont game a couple of weeks ago where, you know, Lakota makes them fight for it in the first half, but then in the second half it's just too much and Centerville ends up with a 20-point win.
1: I think when you're a team that's got three guys I can give you 20 points just like On that. On any given night? You can't most times
0: them. every single
1: night? Yeah, I mean, with that in mind and, and just knowing what they've got, yeah, I mean, you, I think you kind of said it pretty perfectly there. Yeah. Lakota East will... We'll definitely give them a challenge, but it's I don't see them winning this game. Yeah,
0: and that's not a knock to any of these teams. That's not trying to take away anything from East because they are a very good team. It's Centerville's just that much better than everyone in in the, the whole state, not just the region. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so that'll take us uh, that one in four. I know it'll take us to the one in four. Uh, then regional semi, uh, and just spitball in there. You've got a Sycamore-Centerville game. With Sycamore size could give Centerville uh, some more fits. Mm-hmm. Then um, we won't go real deep into it, but if you just had to to chalk it to the next line, you're, you chalk in Centerville. 100%. Okay. Centerville. All right. Centerville's marching. So those are those two brackets. Um, so that gets us to the first, uh, I guess, regional semi then. Um, and then we've got... Uh, Then the next one up uh, for how it'll pair up going to the regional semis. uh, You've got, uh, or the regional finals rather, you've got Southwest two. Uh, So this is still one that's kind of split here. We've got the Cincinnati side and you've got the more local to the Dayton area. Or should I say the Miami Valley here up a little bit more North top side of the bracket. Elder one seed taken on Milford 28 seed. Uh, Elder GCL South champs, they're rolling? Yep. Okay. Uh, next one down, number 18 seated Edgewood, taking on uh, the 14-seeded uh, Mason High School. Uh, who's rolling out of here, though?
1: I'm, I, I went with Mason in this one just because, again, it's that GMC kind of vibe. Edgewood, they got a really good senior in Caleb Allen, but they don't really have the other pieces needed. They haven't really played the schedule that gets them ready For the tournament gets them ready for Mason, you know, Mason, not the same team by any means as as past years, but I do think they have enough in the tank to get them through this first matchup.
0: Okay, Uh, so that'll take elder into uh, the next round, uh, where I think it's the 20, 23 seed Mm -hmm. Oak Hills took the first round by but they still get the buzz saw that's elder coming through. Oak Hills isn't going to put up much of a fight against the GCL South
1: champs. I, th- I think it's going to be a very slow game. This game might be held under 45 points, but yep. yeah, Elder Elder's the number one seed <laughs> and for a reason. For a reason, yep. Uh,
0: then, interestingly enough, it's it's kind of weird at times to see uh, two buys in the same area. Generally, you see one maybe, uh, but you get another team that took a first-round buy in the nine-seed Turpin. Turpin. Uh, taking on the winner of that first round with uh, Edgewood Mason coming out of there. Turpin and Mason. Um, I know you said uh, Turpin, a pretty hot team right now.
1: They were, I think they, they, they've dropped a couple games since the, the draw, since, but since the draw. but you know, in this one, again, they're a very slow paced team. They got a very, two very good scores and Brady Hardwig and Colin McHale on their team. You know, this is a, a, a team that gave Walnut Hills, a, actually beat Walnut Hills uh, uh, recently, um, the Spartans are a good team. But, you know, I think they've kind of taken the Cincinnati area by storm. And and when they get up against Mason, what they're going to have is they're going to have a guy like Hardaway that can can score the ball. Mason, they're going to try to play slow as well. This might be another one where you're scoring less than maybe 50, 55 points. But you know, Turpin, like you said, they're playing they're playing well right now. I think they can get through this.
0: Okay. Uh, and then Turpin's going to line up with Elder if everything goes mm-hmm. the way we think. Uh, but again, Elder coming out of that one, um, again, when you're the GCL South champ, you're the GCL South champ for a reason. Um, yeah. Turpin
1: beat these guys earlier in the year. That so That is I true. Think, I think, that is true. I think Elder, but I think you're, I mean, you Elder's guard, Sean Keller might be yeah. one of the most underrated guards in the state of Ohio. The kid can shoot the skin off the ball and he's got so many different teammates that can do things for him as well. They're, they not, that they're going to avenge that loss, in my opinion. It might
0: have been a sleepy night for somebody here mm-hmm. or there, just not quite with it. Yeah. So Elder so will move on there. Then we get to uh, one of the more interesting brackets, in my mind, or or areas of a bracket, at least for D1, uh, just because you've got kind of a tight packed group of teams here. Um, you've got Miamisburg taking on Northmont, 7-5 and five seed, uh, and then you've got Wayne taking on West Carrollton. Uh, Miami'sburg and Northmont's a very interesting game coming into this year. Um, you know, I would have thought Miami'sburg would have been up towards the top competing for the G Walk. That did not happen. They went on a huge L streak in in the G Walk play. They were undefeated out of it. I, they may still be mm-hmm. uh, outside of G Walk play, but caught a buzzsaw from everyone in the G Walk, uh, including Northmont. Um, but do you think Miamisburg pulls it together enough to, to upset Northmont in the in the in the playoffs?
1: I think they do, and it's more because Northmont's youth, I just don't trust that to Fair get enough. them in this one. You know, they're just Darnell Hoskins has done a fantastic job with this Northmont team in his first Absolutely. year. Absolutely. I mean, where you made a great point, you know, with Miami'sburg being at the bottom, I think just as much it surprised theirs seeing Northmont being where they in were in the middle of the pack, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't think they would. Ultimately, you know, Miami'sburg's got that stud athlete in Jackson McGowan, and he has been on a tear this season in the G Walk. I think he's going to put this team on his back, and because of Northmont's youth, it's going to be what holds him back. So I'm taking Berg to pull that minor upset over Northmont.
0: Cool. And then Wayne West Carrollton, uh, you know, kind of had some question marks coming into the year with Wayne. You knew they were going to be athletic, but with everything that, that left last year in terms of talent. Uh, in terms of seniority, all of that, you d- just didn't know there was that bit of that unknown. Martindale's one heck of a coach. The fact that that they're still top three in the, in the G-Walk um, and, and certainly vying, I, I think, for, for second with, with Fairmont. I think they split with Fairmont. They did. Um, so realistically, a, a tie for second place to only Centerville. Um, West Carrollton coming out of the Nvl is just not, not strong enough. I think their best guy went down for the year Sam and Walker. Sam Walker mm-hmm.
1: Wayne's coming out of this one, right? I think so. West Carrollton's just to, uh, yeah, just to add to it. They're just like Northmont. They're very young, too many young pieces to, to really trust them to get through this Wayne team.
0: Yep. Uh, then second round again, another, uh, just a weird sectional bracket. I'm not used to seeing
1: uh,
0: buys on yeah. both sides of this. Uh Franklin took the free pass up top. So Franklin will get Miamisburg. Uh another team that got a free pass out of that first one uh being Springfield. They're gonna then be taking on Wayne in, in this scenario. Um Franklin a team that in Division One may be a little disrespected, uh just because they're they're playing in the swivel instead of an MVL or a G Walk um taking on Miamisburg, Noah Rich and Company, Nate Parlberg. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and I'll put it on the record. I think it was completely disrespectful for these guys to be a sixth seed. I think that you know, not I'm not going to call teams out or anything by any means, but like Franklin, Franklin proved that they were at least the the third or fourth best team. Uh, maybe not the third with Wayne and Fairmont. I forgot about them, but so like maybe the the fourth, 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 which four or five even, which I mean. maybe doesn't change a bracket too much, but they could choose to go. They could have cho- chosen to go a different way had they want to, but that's besides the point. I think they're a very good team for a sixth seed and with them being in my opinion underseeded, you know, even though Miami'sburg is undefeated outside of the conference, I don't see them beating this Franklin team. I think this pissed off Franklin and I think when you got a guy like Noah Rich that can shoot the skin off the ball and then a couple other good seniors in Parlberg and Isaiah Bales, Franklin's going to find a way to win this one.
0: Yep. Uh and then down low, Springfield and Wayne, um Springfield just having a weird season. Now, they make it. They make a state title run in football. They kind of start their season late. They lost a ton of guys from last year. Again, lots of athletes, but don't necessarily play very much team ball. Um, this Wayne team's just been too consistent all year um, once they got rolling. I'm
1: going to pause you for one minute because Springfield did beat these guys on Saturday. Oh, I hadn't seen that one. Really? But, but here's what I'm going to say about this. I've I've seen, a few, I'm not, again, not going to name things. I've seen some people that think Springfield could win that game. Well, I
0: mean, they should, they've shown that they can beat them. Yeah.
1: But was
0: that more of, of Wayne coming off sleepy after a win against Fairmont?
1: What are your thoughts there? or And a loss against Centerville, I guess. I mean, I don't really know about that part of it, but I can tell you this. You know, Laurent Rice is is playing a lot better this year than he did last year, in my opinion. A lot of it's because he's in a different role than he was a year yep. ago. And and Wayne has kind of emerged that the, the group that they got can win basketball games. I think this is more or less... I think this is more about Springfield getting being able to kind of come together and get that big win. To have them do it again, that's asking a lot. Because like you right. said, they're athletic, but they don't really have that one kind of guy that can really step up and just put this team on their back when they need it. Wayne's got rice to do that for him. So I think, you know, Springfield may give him a challenge, but I think Wayne will, will avenge that loss.
0: that, that that loss is probably a bit of a wake up call because having lost on Saturday, they, they knew what the direction of the bracket was going. Maybe Springfield shot their shot too early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got one in the quiver, and they they pulled it out a little early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll get you to, if Wayne does move on there, that would get you Franklin and Wayne. Uh, I think that could be a heck of a game. Um, there's still something in me here. It's still Wayne. It's still Martindale coaching, not taking anything away from Franklin. They're still... Up there for you know the top three teams in the G Walk, and that means something. Um again, Franklin's played a, a decently tough schedule this year, but the swivel's not the G Walk.
1: I wanted this matchup a year ago. Yes. Lebanon had to ruin that for yeah. me. So right. this isn't the same Franklin team from last year, unfortunately. I I agree with everything you just said, so I'm just gonna go ahead and agree with you. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Wayne advances in this one. Although I would love to see the upset, I really would. It'd be a great I game. It'd be a great, it'd be if, if Franklin were to pull the upset in there, I think that would just be more proof that, that they should not have been the six. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so that would
0: bring us bring the brackets then together to a potential elder Wayne matchup, a
1: rematch, uh, a
0: rematch they played earlier in the year. Yep. Um, how'd that one turn out? Tony
1: elder won that one 53 to 48. Right. Very close. Is this one going to be that close? I mean, I think it will, Okay. because I think it's going to be a great guard battle between Laurent Rice and Sean Keller. But I'm okay. wondering if you're thinking something different. No, no, I tone. was just, <laughs> I was
0: merely posing the question. Okay, okay. Uh, j- just setting you up for that one. Uh, just because Elder had run through the upper part of that bracket. Granted, everyone clearly ran away from Elder on that side um, for good reason. Um, Wayne's still a very competitive team. They're they're going to be hungry, but Elder moves on. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So that'll take us to the Southwest three bracket then, uh, which is who a potential elder would match up with in the regional semifinal. We'll start again up top. It's the Cincy uh, bracket. or This is this is almost all, this Cincy, is an bracket. all Cincy bracket. Um, this is the one Cincy bracket. Uh, so we'll run through this a little quicker. Uh, we're familiar with some of the bigger teams, which I think we'll see flush out here. Uh, so up top, you've got Fairfield and Little Miami. Uh, Goshen taking on Hamilton and Muller taking on Cole rain, starting up top Fairfield, little Miami Fairfield. Fairfield, the four seed, but Fairfield's moving on yes. Logan Woods and company. Yes. Uh, Goshen and Hamilton. Um, I think your bracket shows Hamilton. I don't know much about either of these guys. If I'm being completely honest, Hamilton should win this game. Hamilton should. Okay. Then you got, uh, the university of Mueller, taking on Cole rain although maybe not quite you of molar this year um <laughs> maybe next year uh but still they're taking on Cole rain molar's moving on right yeah <laughs> what are you
1: laughing at that's just uh, nothing you still just laugh at that every time i just laugh at every time <laughs> i forget who told us that but i that was that, that's still such a funny it's hilarious know.
0: Um, so up top, the, the team that took the bye, I think is Withrow. Yes. Uh, and Fairfield, again, a 26 seed taken on Fairfield, number four seed. Fairfield's moving on, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, then hamilton moeller, that one's pretty cut and dry. Molar moving on. I will say I think Hamilton can be a challenge just because Sage Tolentino is their seven-foot UC commit. But that's one player, and and Moeller, while they're not the same team, they still got some guys. So mm-hmm. I know you made that face. I think Moeller wins that. It's, it's I think Moeller, Moeller wins that game, but I it's think Hamilton Moeller. gives them a little bit of a, of a challenge, yeah. somewhat. Now that's now
0: this next game, then Moeller and Fairfield. This is one that in years past you would say Moeller, Moeller, they'd be chalked just like we've done Elder and Centerville and, and Sycamore to a degree. Mm-hmm. Not the case this year. No, they're not. They're not the same team um it's Fairfield teams got a lot of guys and they're hungry
1: yes I I think that you know last year they with them getting knocked out as early as they did a year ago that had to the sting mm-hmm. they got the good seed this year they've got two favorable matchups to get them to this matchup and Moeller's just not the same team I mean Evan Mahaffey is still there the senior that the Penn State commit but some of their best players after that are our sophomores and juniors I, I think that you know Coach Kramer can get these guys in a situation where they're maybe giving Fairfield a a battle down the stretch, but ultimately those upperclassmen Fairfield has, like you said, I think they're just going to be too hungry and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm definitely taking Fairfield to win this game over Moeller.
0: Fair enough. So Fairfield, it is out of the top half, uh, bottom half, then Princeton, uh, Mount healthy, Mm -hmm. uh, seven and 24 seed respectively. And then Walnut Hills and Talawanda, um, three and 29 seed, uh, top bracket Princeton moving on yeah
1: yeah I do want to say in this one this was a tough one for me to to really chalk Princeton as Even easily a
0: seven and twenty yeah seed. because
1: I've seen I saw I I've, I've seen Princeton play I don't know they didn't have Bowen Hardman most of the year so I I can't knock them too much but there were just parts of their game I just didn't really like seeing there were some definitely some gaps I thought. And I think Mount Healthy, you know, they got a new coach, but they got a really good player in Robbie Cass. I think good guards find ways to win. Uh, now, this might be a little too much for for one guard to win. That's why I, I did take Princeton. But, you know, I did have to ask myself, could Mount Healthy possibly give these guys a challenge? And I think they could for, for a part of it. But with Hardman now healthy, Princeton should win this game.
0: Cool. And then Walnut Hills, Talawanda. Walnut Hills, Walnut no conversation. Hills. Moving on. Okay, got it. <laughs> Uh, so back to the Princeton. After they move on, they've got a team sitting there uh, that that took the the free pass there in Western Brown. Uh, a 22 seed, but are they going to give Princeton a game? Or is that first game going to be more of a game for Princeton?
1: I think the first game is more of a game for them. Western okay. Brown, they're 13-4, and four, but they play in the SBAAc, which is yeah. it's just too small of yep. a the league. They're not used to seeing a team like Princeton. Nope.
0: So Princeton moves on. Then you've got...
1: Walnut Hills in Northwest. Northwest n- and Northwest. Northwest Walnut Hills. We're yeah. not going to have a conversation on that either. Walnut Hills moving. Yep.
0: Princeton, Walnut Hills. Walnut Hills.
1: Walnut Hills. Why? Do you know much about Walnut Hills? Go for it. Uh, they've got potentially one of the best sophomores in the country and Tyler McKinley. Okay. Uh, they've got some really, really good seniors led by Owen Murray and Javon Bostick. And and frankly, Walnut Hills has only lost twice this season, Moeller and Turpin. So I think Princeton, you know, Coach Wyatt has had a solid year getting him a seven seed. But again, Princeton had some gaps in their game that I didn't that I think was missing that I think Walnut Hills will be able to utilize.
0: Fair enough. Walnut Hills and Fairfield, then,
1: for the district final. This is a tough one, again, because Walnut— You could flip a coin. You could. I went Fairfield because I felt like that hunger that those seniors are going to have is going to carry over into uh this matchup. And for Walnut Hills, again, they've got some seniors too, but I think when you match them up with Fairfields, you know, Logan Woods, Deshaun Krim, Amir Rogers, yeah. uh, Colin Tolbert, those guys I think are a little bit better than, than Walnut Hills' senior guys. Not comparing them to McKinley. That's a different conversation. But, you know, Fairfield seniors, I think, won it. Coach Wyrick wants to get over the hump, you know, he didn't get out he never got to a district final at Butler with the success he had there. Comes to Fairfield, has a team, they have to get it done. I I think Fairfield has to get it done this year and I think they will get it done and get to that district final.
0: Cool. Uh so then the regional semi would potentially pit Elder against Fairfield um if you had to had to pick that one quick, we won't dive too deep into it just cuz we'll do another breakdown later on, who would you who would you pick?
1: Probably going to go um I'm actually going to go Fairfield in this one. If I had to go just off top of my head. Okay. Interesting. You'll have to tune in and later. To we see. did
0: the, we did the Centerville over Sycamore pick earlier. Um, so potentially Centerville against Fairfield or Elder. Are you picking against the Elks no, in definitely. that? Not, not, not no, no. Like. So Centerville's marching to a final four. I believe so. Okay. All right, guys, that'll wrap it up for division one. Then um, in the next segment, we'll dive into D2. All right guys, so we got Division 2 up next. This will be the Southwest 1 bracket. Um again, top half of it's the Sensi bracket. Uh just taking a quick look at some of these uh teams here, Tony. You've got 1 seed Woodward up there uh with I think it's a 9 seed Indian Hill, 11 seed Baden. Uh not really much other not many other teams up there that are going to compete with Woodward, right?
1: No, everyone ran from Woodward, and when you got a, a guy like Paul McMillan on your team, it's no surprise that everyone did that. So I think Woodward's a pretty safe bet that they're going to come out of this this, this half of the of the sectional or this district.
0: Okay, so the bottom half then, uh, more the local area teams. Uh, I'll just kind of run down the play in areas. Hey, look at that! We don't have a, uh, a first don't buy. have any first round buys in this half, which is kind of nice. Uh, you got Dunbar. Taking on Bell Fountain, uh, 6-19 and seed respectively. you got 3-seeded CJ taking on uh, 21-seed Ben Logan. uh, 2-seeded Oakwood taking on 17-seed Thurgood. And then 5-seed Tip taking on 16-seed Eaton. Uh, So let's start at the top. Uh, Dunbar uh, taking on Bell Fountain. Dunbar coming off the City League title for the second year in a row. Uh, They're marching against Bell Fountain, right? I agree, yep. Okay. CJ and Ben Logan then uh CJ very competitive year this year got a couple of uh, couple of beasts out there um you know spearheaded um Jonathan Powell good Lord Powell God why could his t- name not come off the tip of my tongue there whoo you got Powell uh leading those guys taking on Ben Logan who's been very underwhelming this year you roll him with CJ yes okay. Oakwood, Thurgood. You've got Oakwood who's just rolling right now. They just won the swivel. Uh they're rolling against Thurgood, yeah. Yes. Okay. Tip and Eaton. Tip top two team. Uh them in Sydney for the MVL. Uh Tip's rolling against Eaton. Yeah. That was easy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, not to not dive into it. I think we're going to have some interesting discussion here in a second. Yes. Dunbar and CJ. but Actually, both of these games are going to be really good, in my opinion. Dunbar and CJ, two very different styles. CJ's got the athleticism to hang with these guys, though. So it's not maybe as cut and dry as a, some people would think, it's, and vice versa.
1: It's not. I think Dunbar, though. You know, when you look at if you've looked at these two teams leading up to the tournament, I think CJ finally got into a groove. CJ's got something to play for. Yep. You know, they lost. You know, Coach Phil, uh, Phil Kid um, earlier. Excuse me, Coach Rich Kidd Apologize uh, earlier in the year, and they've really been on a tear since that happened. So I think they're playing for him. They're trying to, to go as far as they can for him, uh, and so they got that behind them. But Dunbar. Man, that Dunbar team, they have really turned a switch, I think, in January, especially, you know, cultivated with winning that City League title against opponents yesterday. You know, they got a couple different guys doing it for them. And I, I think Dunbar wins this game. I think Dunbar is deeper. I think CJ Wall, they got that GCL toughness in them. You got a guy like Jonathan Powell, you got a great secondary guy in Evan Dickey. That's a sophomore or a junior, and you're telling them to go beat a Dunbar team that's got juniors and seniors, plus a great freshman in B.J. Hatcher.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and Dunbar did look very, very good when we saw him earlier in the year. Um, I'm a little more torn. My I, uh, Part of me wants to say I, I'm hoping that C.J. would play the defense that was needed to slow them down. Unfortunately, when we saw them— They weren't playing that great a defense. They were kind of getting burned all over the place. Um, So for that, I'll agree with you there, I guess. Maybe a little more uh, pause in me a little bit, certainly. Um, But cool, let's ride with Dunbar. Uh, Oakwood and Tip down in the bottom. Uh, Good matchup, I think. I think Tip can give Oakwood a game. But Maxwell, Wright, Epley... They're just going to be too much for Tip, right? It's, it's
1: a three-headed monster. It's exactly what that is, and they these guys just won the Southwestern Buckeye League uh, outright recently. So yeah. yeah, I I think Oakwood's having such a great year, and and I have to go with them with this, you know, Tip. Hats off to Tip being as competitive as they were after losing the guys that they lost, but but yeah, I just don't see Tip having enough players there that can that can defend Oakwood and, and knock them off in this upset.
0: Okay, so that'd give us Dunbar and Oakwood then. Now I'm looking at this bracket and it looks like you scratched Dunbar in to move on. You want some white out there, pal, O'Malley, or you you sticking with Dunbar? I'm sticking Dunbar. Real. I got I got on
1: there for a reason.
0: Ooh, hot take, Tony Peters. Well, maybe not a hot take. It's going to be a heck of a game. This would be one of those games that I would circle because if Oakwood makes a statement in this game for some reason, I think it's going to would be a close matchup. If the if it comes to fruition, Oakwood and CJ or Dunbar or, or CJ or you know CJ or Dunbar against Oakwood, I think is going to be a close game. This would be the game that that if oakwood were to put it together and come out of would open my eyes for oakwood that would tell me they might be able to compete with a team like woodward that's going to be up in up in the air uh coming out of that top bracket you're riding with dunbar i would ride with oakwood i mean it's a fair i would ride with it's, oakwood it's
1: a fair take it is but again it goes back to my previous point of dunbar was able to really play well recently and when I watched Dunbar give Buchtel the game that they did... Fair enough. I mean, I, I would take... If you put Buchtel in this district... You're Buchtel, taking Buchtel, Buchtel yeah. would come out of here, no questions asked. So if you can give a team like that such a good game, how in the world can you look at them and not think they're going to come out of a district where nothing against Oakwood, that three-headed monster is good. But if you compare that three to Christian Harmon, Coy Thurman, and Amir Robinson from Buchtel, it's not the same. So... It's a. Fa- fair I fair understand. I understand where you're coming from, right. but I think Dunbar is playing their best basketball right now, and I think that once you get Dunbar on a roll, you're you better watch out.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I that would be one that I would circle. I would want to go watch because mm-hmm. that's going to tell me whoever comes out of that, uh, seeing how that game is played, is going to tell me if either one of these guys has a shot at Woodward. Mm-hmm. Do they?
1: Um, you know, Dunbar beat him earlier in the year. Yeah, but. Paul McMillan's never made Absolutely. it. Playoff made it
0: out. basketball is different than regular season and, in my mind. Yeah,
1: and, and Paul McMillan's never made it out of the district finals. And this is his senior year. This is his last chance. I, I think that he's going to carry this Woodward team past Dunbar or Oakwood, whoever it is, and ultimately put Woodward in the, in the as a district champion.
0: Fair enough. There we go. We'll move on. So uh, they would come out and would play the Southwest 2 bracket. Um, ag- again, we'll kind of look at this. Let me look at this. Uh, The Cincy bracket here, Uh, you got uh, Roger Bacon out there, three-seed up in the top, seven-seed New Richmond, two-seeded Taylor. Um, uh, I mean, taking a look at some of those, it looks like it's going to come down to Taylor and Bacon. Uh, You're probably riding with Taylor in that.
1: Yeah, they got too many guys coming back from a year ago. I think they're going to get it done this year.
0: Fair enough. Local bracket, Uh, seven-seeded Trotwood Mason taking on 18-seeded Valley View. Four-seed Ponents, taking on Graham. 13-seed Northridge, taking on 10-seeded Carroll. Trotwood Valley View, who's coming out?
1: Well, I don't know who Trotwood Mason is. It's Trotwood Madison. Madison, sorry. Just Trotwood, whatever. But I'm going, I mean...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going... Oh, God. Woo! We good. Trotwood. We yeah. good. Yeah. We're, all, we're right, good. all right. All right. We good. Wow. All right. I was trying to I was trying to read your handwriting instead of just saying what I know in my mind. Good lord, you should have been a doctor with this chicken scratch.
1: <laughs> Back on track here. Trotwood Valley View. Trotwood. Trotwood Valley View. Trotwood ones. Trotwood Trot, View. Trotwood ones. Okay. They're, they're young, but they have got they got the talent to get it done.
0: Oh, easy enough. Okay. Uh Ponents and Graham. Ponents is coming out of this one, right? They've yes. been pretty consistent for yeah. most of the year. Yes. Uh,
1: Northridge and Carroll. Interesting matchup. Very. You got... Very contrasting styles. Yes. You got two very good scorers. Sean McKeetrick, who led the GCL in scoring, and Antoine Jacobs, who was top five uh, in the TRC. Yep. I went Carroll just because I think Carroll is starting to play a lot better recently. They were they did not look great when we watched them play Miami'sburg earlier oh in the year. God, no. but they have. I mean, they're eleven and eight entering the draw. Fair so enough. Clearly, something changed. Right. I think that they can beat that Northridge team and and really, even though it is contrasting styles, I think Carroll as a as a whole has been a good defensive team consistently. And I think Fair that enough. I think Coach Kogan will find a way to to contain Antoine Jacobs.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Urbana and Trotwood then. Uh, and then Ponitz and Carroll. Let's start with Trotwood, Urbana. Um,
1: man, he, man, I almost went upset on this one.
0: You could, though. I almost. Because, Ur- don't get me wrong, Delamar, Blanton, uh, and, and Trotwood, the guys they have, they're just so young. That's that's the only, only question mark that comes in w- with Trotwood for me. Most times, you're going Trotwood, 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 but they are so young. Next year, you might be going Trotwood, Trotwood, Trotwood. Right. Um, I still think you take Trotwood in this one just because they're pure athleticism. It's still run and gun. That's still hard to compete with for 32 minutes.
1: You speed, yeah. If you speed an Urbana team up, they're not gonna be able to handle the basketball. I think in the way that you need to 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 win that playoff basketball Mm. game. But you know, Urbana has had such a great year. That's why it was hard to look at them and be like, yeah. You know, I'm going Troutwood, but yeah, I'm going Troutwood in this one. Fair enough.
0: Ponets and Carroll, I mean, Ponets and Dunbar duked it out for the, the, the City League title opponents is going to have if for in my mind is is too much for carol unfortunately i agree i know your alma mater carol and all Well, but... it's not
1: even an alma no, mater know, thing just... but carol i mean i i will say this carol played the, the role of spoiler a year ago that is against true. dunbar that so is true. i think they could do, and i think dunbar's team last year is was a better team than what Ponents has this year personally and that's just a personal preference Like carol's not the same team from last but they're, year exactly i i do think Ponents wins this game yeah. though
0: and i do think that then Ponents rolls against
1: trotwood trotwood beat him earlier in the year you're not doing that again to opponents.
0: No, not to especially with the battles that they've had down the stretch in in the city league. Opponents is hungry. Trotwood's just I think this is where the youth of Trotwood bites them.
1: Actually, I think I'm wrong. I think Ponents did win that game in the regular season, not Trotwood. Regardless, regardless though.
0: Regardless, this is where Trotwood's youth bites
1: yes, them. Yes, I agree.
0: This this is a little too big, a little a little too much.
1: Trotwood's youth and Ponents's strength of schedule that they played Correct. outside the city league. Correct. Uh that would bring then uh Taylor
0: and ponents um, interestingly enough, I see you wrote opponents in.
1: I did. You know, Taylor, while they are a very good team this year, I think, and they've really kind of played good basketball, in the back of my mind, I still think about last year when they were a good team then and got upset in the first round by Monroe. Mm. I think they're good enough to get through that Cincinnati half of the bracket. But when you go up against opponents, you're talking about going up against a great scorer in Daywan Anderson, yes. a elite rim protector in Antoine Hatchcock, and then a slew of players that know their role and they are playing extremely play well yep. under Coach Spears. And I think the schedule opponents played non-conference got them ready for this exact situation. Mm-hmm. And I so, yeah, I did take opponents to win this one. Fair enough. Then
0: just briefly, Woodward-Ponis,
1: Paul McMillan
0: making it to a regional
1: I, final? You mean you mean in the regional semifinal? Or in the regional semifinal. Yeah. Oh, Is yeah. he going to make it to a regional final against oh, yeah Ponuts? Oh, yeah. I'll take I'll take Woodward over cool. Ponis.
0: All right. Uh, so that'll take us to the Southwest three bracket. They would take on the Columbus bracket, which we're not going to dive into. Uh, we just don't cover enough of those teams. Really? I mean, if you were picking a team to come out of that bracket, you'd say Jonathan Alder,
1: Jonathan Alder or Bloom Carroll, one of those two, or even or like McKinley. More than McKinley. I don't know.
0: Well, okay. well, fair enough. Yeah. I just, I wanted to just take a peek and just preface that. Um, I mean, you're going to have a team come out of there. That's still going to be a good team. Any team that's making it to a, to a regional semi is going to be, going to good be competitive. Team. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, this is the Southwest three bracket. Up top again is the, the Cincy bracket. You got teams up here like Wyoming, Ross, McNick, Batavia, um, running down it. I mean, you could see Ross, McNick, Wyoming coming out of here, ultimately probably Wyoming.
1: I went Wyoming. It's not as easy as it may appear, no, though. You could tell all these teams ran from Woodward and Taylor. Um <laughs> Definitely. I, I do think in this one, Wyoming comes out just because they they got the tradition on their side. Fair enough. Uh, and, and really, like Ross, they're 11-3, but I I did not see... What I saw in Ross did not tell me that's a team that's going to get to a district final. Fair enough. Batavia, as good as they can be, I don't think that they've played a strong enough schedule. And McNicholas, you know, playing in the GCL Coed can get you so far. But ultimately, the safe bet, and I think the accurate bet, is going Wyoming. Cool. So that'll bring us to the local bracket. Uh, this should be
0: decently cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, you can tell people ran. Um, you got one seated altar uh, taken on uh, northeastern western. or western. 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 Uh, altar's rolling in that one. Yes. Cut and dry. Yes. Boom. Yes. Okay. Then you've got Waynesville taken on Milton Union. Uh, Blake Brumbaugh and company. Milton Union going to roll in that one against Waynesville. Yes. Uh, nothing against Waynesville. I think... I think they play with a lot of heart. There's just too Milton Union's just got too much. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Uh, and then you've got Kenton Ridge and Bellbrook. Bellbrook had some pretty good games this year. Their record is kind of kind of split. I mean, not not a terrible record. At least at draw they were 12 and seven, but they did upset Franklin uh, late in the season. Um, I you I mean. I think you took Bellbrook in that one to roll.
1: Yeah. I mean, like in like and for the exact reason they beat, they beat Franklin. They've been playing really well as of late. And so I'm, I'm going to reward a team. I think that's rolling at the right okay. time.
0: So that would, um, real quick, we'll go back up top. Then the team that took the buy Greenville 20 seed and altered. That's not a conversation. Alters altered. rolling. You've got Milton union then taken on Bellbrook. Um, that would be a game I would love to go see.
1: Absolutely. It's, it, it, it it's going to be a good, very, matchup. very good matchup, you know, and for an eight, nine matchup it is, but Milton union, I mean, Milton union was a 16 and five team and you can tell that the coaches voted them lower because of that schedule they play in the, in the three Rivers conference. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's ultimately going to hold him back against Belbrook. You got to remember, Belbrook played ponits and Moeller in the regular season. Yeah, Belbrook did not hide in schedule at all. No, so I I good think pick. I, I think it's a good pick, and they got Gabe Pavlock back yep. now playing good healthy. basketball and healthy. Yeah, Woo. yeah, Bell, I I think Belbrook wins this one.
0: Okay, uh, it ain't gonna. It wouldn't matter which one of those teams came out taking on Alter, alters on a on a friggin' warpath Towards a potential semifinal, you know, a state semifinal berth. Yes, yes. They're moving on. Alter would beat whoever comes out of that sensi bracket. I mean, shoot, they've only lost to Fairmont and one team other team out of state, right? Yes. So yeah, Alter's marching. I think. Yep. Cool. Uh so D two went a little bit faster than D one. Uh, things were just a little more cut and dry. Uh, but all good, plus taking out the the Columbus bracket there. Um So next up will be D3. All right, so D3, we're just going to jump in. Southwest bracket one on the Cincy side of the bracket. You've got teams uh, like Gamble Montessori, uh, Cincy Country Day, Georgetown. Uh, When you take a look, uh, not, I mean, shoot four and five seeds, the highest in that area. You're probably going to gamble Montessori, right, Tony? Yeah,
1: I want to talk about it just for a quick second though. Purcell, you know, they play we didn't mention them. They oh. they pulled the upset last year. They were winless going into the tournament, won two in a row. You know, they got a great kid and Andre Simmons. Simmons yeah. I think they can give Cincinnati Country Day a matchup in that first one. Uh, in terms of who comes out of this district overall or this part of the district bracket, I do go gamble. They're fifteen and two. They've they've played pretty well in pretty good competition out in the C Mac. Georgetown, as good as they have been this year as well, coming in at fifteen and two. I just go back to that strength of schedule they play. They just don't play in a league. The SBWAC, just not a league. I think you can can prep you for the, the tournament. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but I think Gamble playing in the c is able to get them past that team. Cool.
0: So the more local bracket, for at least for coverage for us, uh, first playing game was Bethel and Dixie. They did, I think you just mentioned, played yes. last night. Bethel did move on. That's who you had written in on your bracket anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, Casey Casey up there getting it done with Bethel. Um, certainly a strong team. Uh, that playing game pits them against Miami East in what looks to be a really good game. Uh, I would love to watch that game, but
1: Miami East got got a two-headed monster there, Tony. Yeah, Wes Enos and, and Jacob Roth. And- Roth and Enos, yep. They're young. I think East, especially last year, losing as early as they did. I think that I'm hopeful that kind of made them hungry going into this year. Uh, but like you said, you're preparing for the leading scorer in the TRC. I got you, Casey. Um, <laughs> I got called out for for not calling him the leading scorer previously. So, um you, but you know, you got to prep for Casey. You got to know how to to defend him. And and he's this Bethel team is going to be a tough team to beat. But you know, I am going to go East. These guys are. uh What's the word I'm looking for? It's a tip of my tongue. They are rivals in the TRC. Both, yep. I believe, they split the regular season. I think East comes out of this one. Cool.
0: Uh, then the bottom, no play in there. It's just uh, that first sectional matchup: National Trail and Versailles. Uh, Versailles being the one seed, they're rolling against Trail. Yep, they've been really, really, really good all year. That would pit them. Uh, that would pit them against Miami East. Again, I think. Versailles rolls in that one. Mm -hmm. They're just really strong this year.
1: They are. Yeah. And I, I, and just going and taking them into that district final against gamble Montessori, then, you know, there's only been one that's been able to figure out how to beat them this year. And that's new Bremen. And as good as gamble has been this year, I don't think that they, you know, they may try to speed the pace up, But Versailles is very good at making you play at their pace. Absolutely, they've made it to the regionals with teams with worse records than what they got. So I'm gonna go with Versailles to roll in this one.
0: Okay, that'll take care of Southwest one. Southwest, yeah, they would get matched up, then moving out of the district final to the regional semis against District or Southwest bracket three. Uh, So in the Cincy side of that bracket, we do have CHCA. You've got Finneytown, Madeira, Greenview. Um, uh, interestingly enough, Greenview went uh, south. Uh, They did, but uh, CHCA, the two seed coming out of that side, yeah?
1: Yeah, CHCA, you know, when I did more research on them, they ended up being a very, very solid team this year, uh, which I did not expect them to do. Um, With the closest seed being eight that would even have to potentially play them, um, yeah, I think that's a safe bet taking CHCA to win that one. Um, And that would pit into that lower local bracket. You got Triad taking on Northeastern. That game happened last night. Uh, Triad won that game. Uh, that would pit them up against the three-seed Meadowdale. And then that bottom matchup would be Preble Shawnee and Mechanicsburg. So starting with that first one, Meadowdale and Triad. Meadowdale too strong yeah, for Triad. I, it's I, not going to happen. Yes. Same with Preble Shawnee over Mechanicsburg, which would then pit a district semifinal with Meadowdale and Preble Shawnee. I would want to see that matchup.
0: Oh, boy. I would really, really, really want to see that oh matchup. boy. Preble Shawnee, little more top heavy with Mason Shroud just lighting it up this year. The kid's a sophomore, uh, hit a thousand points already uh, at some stupid clip for I, I forget how many games he did it in. But it's something where as a I mean a freshman, you're 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 a sophomore. He wasn't even through the entire of the regular season yet, and the clip he was doing it at was better than was better than I think twenty five points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude just knows how to put the ball in the bucket, and that's hard for anyone to slow down. But Meadowdale, little bit more athletic, runs that that runs the pace. Um, what do you think here?
1: I love Caleria Reeves. I love Lee Benson for that Meadowdale team. Yeah. And I think that you know, watching Meadowdale play, I saw what they can do to your to an opponent's guards. And and like you said, Preble Shawnee, they're too one dimensional in Mason Trout for their mm-hmm. scoring output. I took Meadowdale in this one to advance.
0: It would not surprise me if Preble won though. Sure, Pulled that I off. agree. I agree. Um, Benson's a problem though that I don't know that Preble's got an answer for. Correct. So uh, I, I would feel comfortable with either of those teams. Um, they would then take on uh, CHCA uh, if you're riding with Meadowdale.
1: Um, what's that going to look like? It's going to be uh, a very interesting game to say the least. Um I went CHCA only because when you look at the, what, who they played this year, you know they beat teams of different styles, and some of that styles were the more athletic, up tempo, paced. And I think when you come into a bracket 15 and four, and you're able to get to that district final game, I mean, I gotta, I gotta feel confident that you're gonna be able to get that done. Meadowdale is good of a year as they've had. I've had questions about just beyond Reeves and Benson, what those other guys can do, and. I'll, you know, CHCA has always been a tough opponent, so I I, I took them in this one. Okay, uh,
0: but when then you look at who they would match up against in Versailles, I think Versailles is marching again. Jaden Litton and Company won yeah, that game. They're winning, uh, so that would put Versailles in a regional final. It'd be a heck of a, a heck of a, a heck of a run for the Tigers. Uh, so that takes us to the Southwest two bracket. Then. Um, We'll start again with kind of the Cincy area. Everyone
1: ran from Taft. Taft is running through the top of that bracket. I'm sorry. Just, just for our listeners to hear, this Taft was number one. The next closest seed was 19 at Riverview Holy East. Holy sh! I'm sorry, 16 North College Hill. I apologize, yeah, but still, 16, that's still... still
0: 16. That's the biggest gap out of anyone. Yes. In any sectional uh, area, that's that's absolutely massive. That everyone ran. Wow, that's actually that surprises even me, Tony. But Taft is there for a reason. They, they consistently hang and compete with D2 teams all year long. Um, Taft rolls up top. Yes. Looking down to the bottom part of the bracket, a uh, little bit more wide open here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got 12 uh, seeded Carlisle taking on uh, number 11 Arcanum. Uh, and then you've got 17 seeded Brookville taking on West Liberty Salem. Um, Did uh, those games might have already
1: happened? West Liberty Salem won yesterday. I don't know if Carlisle and Arcanum played though.
0: Okay, fair enough. But uh, looks like you took Carlisle in that game. Um, due to what
1: they've won seven of their last nine.
0: Cool, fair enough. They're hot. Uh, they would then run in Carlisle, would then run into Indian Lake, who took the bye, the sixth seed. Indian Lake, uh you know, way up north here, but playing playing pretty good basketball this year, Tony.
1: They have. They've they've kind of carried over what they did a year ago making the district final and they're doing it again this season, it appears. You know, Caleb Worcester, Caden Nickel, a sophomore, those guys are leading them. And, you know, I think as good as Carlisle's been playing, to beat Indian Lake's gonna take something a little extra special. And I just I, I don't think they're gonna have it.
0: Fair enough. Uh West Liberty Salem winning would pit them against another uh another bye in four seated Dayton Christian. Uh, at coming into the draw at fifteen and three, I think they won the NBC. NBC, they did. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, so I, I would take Dayton Christian to roll on that against West W well, Yes. Uh, so that would give us Indian Lake and Dayton Christian.
1: Man, a weird matchup, though. Very weird matchup. Well, they played earlier the season. Yeah, Dayton Christian won that game eighty-two to seventy-six, which I was very surprised. Six-point victory, yeah. I was more surprised that Dayton Christian scored eighty-two. 82 in yeah, game, which means but, Indian Lake didn't play a whole lot of defense. Mm-hmm. But that a lot has changed since then. You know, Dayton Christian has played a lot better. Indian Lakes definitely played a lot better. Um, at the end of the day, though, I had to look at it and really ask myself which team has played the better competition as of late to put them in the position to win this one. Mm. And I feel like Indian Lake in the Central Buckeye conference has a little bit of an edge over Dayton Christian, who's playing Division Four teams. Dayton Christian's the only That's non true. Dayton really Christian's true. the only non D four team in that conference. So you're playing D four teams on a nightly basis. basis. Yeah. I took Indian Lake on that revenge factor to, to win this Fair one.
0: Fair enough. Regardless, neither of those teams
1: are beating Taft. Nope. That's Move on. Move on. <laughs> Our last bracket.
0: (laughs) Last last bracket for D3 is Southwest 4, then uh, taking a look down South area. uh, Summit Country Day is the three seed. You've got six-seeded Maramont. Maramont, Yep. uh, You've got Redding in there. Outside of that, there's not much. uh, Probably coming down to Maramont Summit Country Day with Country Day rolling. Yep. Okay. Uh, Then the... More local bra- uh, sectional uh, of this bracket, then you've got Covington taking on Springfield Shawnee. Yes. 18-seed uh, Covington, 5 Shawnee. Shawnee's rolling in that game. I think they do. Uh, there's not another play in games, so that would pit Shawnee against Stivers. Even a bigger discrepancy there. Shawnee's moving on. Yes. Um, The other then sectional would be Anna and Greenan. And you've taken – you're taking Green and Tony mm-hmm. over Anna. Mm-hmm. Scal Player of the Year, Finkenbein, not going to
1: have anything to say about that. If you look at who, how Anna has played entering this tournament, I think they've only won one game in their last like six or seven. Correct. And we watched this Anna team play, and they were way too one-dimensional in Finkenbein. Yes. Green in, that record I think's a little deceiving because they Fair They've lost, I believe I think they're kinda of going they're on that same kind of trajectory. They lost a couple games coming into the tournament. But they were like thirteen and four to start the year. Point, yeah. They got a good player in Jaden Jornel as well. Yeah. And it just doesn't have anything outside of Fink and Mine. I think that's what gets Green in the win.
0: Cool. Uh mm-hmm. and then that would pitch Shawnee against Greenan. Uh again. Uh, Shawnee moves on in this one. You're, you're
1: asking the Knights to match up with an athletic force like Zion Crow, and I don't think Greenan has no. anyone that can do that, so Shawnee advances. Uh,
0: interestingly enough, then, Country Day and Shawnees would be a really good matchup.
1: It will. I think it's going to be contrasting styles again. Summit's going to play a lot slower, uh, and Summit doesn't really have that one guy that really just can put the team on their back. And, like, and a, lead them. like a Zion Crow yes. for, for Springfield, Shawnee. I think they're more team oriented, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, but in the tournament, I think when you're asking, you know, Shawnee, they've been here before. They were a step away from making the state finals a year ago. You know that record hurt them. They weren't they weren't the number one seed this year, like they probably wanted to be. I think all that those factors give Shawnee the, the win here and, and gets him into that uh, regional. Fair enough. Uh, in that regional, Shawnee
0: would take on Taft. Roll him with Taft again.
1: I'm not going to say it that easily. I, no. think, I think Taft wins, but I don't think it's going to be an easy roll. I think once you get to that regional round, Taft it's, is going to start to see some prob- Not problems, but I think they're going to start to have a little bit more issues. They're not going to be able to just step in on the no. court and, and execute. Well, we've seen how Taft's uh, tournament has gone
0: the last couple of years and it's not been pretty. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, regardless, those teams match up with the Versailles. Is going to be a way different style of game that's very contrasting.
1: Whoo! Be fun to watch. Hell match. match up. Up.
0: Cool. That does it for D3, guys. Uh, we'll come at you here in a second with D4. All right, guys. Uh, so we're going to go at the uh, D4 brackets here. Sus favorite. Woohoo! Um, nah, I mean, come on now. Uh, do we want to start with the two that are going to play each other Southwest two and three as opposed to one?
1: No, let's do the two that play each other.
0: Okay. We'll do that. Uh, this is one of those, uh, divisions, uh, for Southwest that pulls in one of the Columbus brackets that we're not really going to dive into. Uh, but we'll tackle the one that gets paired with Columbus here in a minute. We'll start with the Southwest two bracket, Southwest two bracket, uh, in the sort of Cincy area bracket, Looking around here, we got Felicity Franklin, Middletown Christian, um, Ripley, uh, Cincy, uh, Cincy Christian. I already said them. Um,
1: you said so, Middletown
0: Christian. Oh, I did say Middletown Christian. You're right. Regardless, <clears throat> uh, Middletown Christian, Cincy Christian, Felicity Franklin, Ripley. Uh, you take a look at that, Tony. I think based on kind of what you had written out, it was going to come down to Felicity Franklin and Ripley with Felicity Franklin probably moving out.
1: Yeah, that was a coin flip to pick that one. Felicity Franklin's got a really good scorer in Car- Carson Crozier, but you know th- this bracket, the two best teams in Cincinnati are not in this bracket. You, everybody else ran to this one, so it's very clustered. I think there's a lot of opportunities for some upsets maybe in here. Uh, hell, Fayetteville was the five seed last year and came out of that bracket when yeah. the two ran away. So you know I, anyone can win this one, but I, I I'd probably lean towards Felicity.
0: Okay. Uh, so the more local bracket, you've got defending state champs uh, in the Botkins Trojans. Uh, one seed taken on 12-seeded Fairlawn, who they've steamrolled all year. Botkins is moving on in that one. Uh, you got Mississinowa Valley, the 10-seed taken on 4-seeded Rushi, uh, who's having a much better year this year. Uh, Rushi probably moving on against Mississinowa. Yes. Okay. And then you've got 6-seed Bradford, 7-seed Newton. Um, interestingly enough, their seating was, was flip flopped for whatever reason. Uh, faux pas upset with Newton. I went Newton. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back up to the top area here, Botkin's second game would be against Riverside. The state champs are rolling yes. again in that one. That's yes. not going to be a game. You've got then Rushi and Newton, um, this I
1: I I took Rushi, but I think Newton could win this game.
0: Definitely coin flip. Although, regardless, I don't think it matters with Botkins sitting there waiting for him. Botkins beats whoever it is. But Botkins <clears throat> beats whoever it is. That would get Botkins to the district final against Felicity Franklin.
1: This is a lot like a Centerville or like an altar bracket where... There's real, I don't think if, if, if Botkins plays their cards, right, they probably don't see much of a challenge to this district. If no, we're just being completely honest, they really don't. there's not anyone that matches a size that Jacob Plyman has the best scores are going to have to try to score on Carter Plyman, who we've seen what he's done to did some of the best scores in the area this year. I don't see Botkins no. having any issues. No, I don't. So
0: I think Botkins rolls in the Southwest two
1: bracket. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Southwest mm-hmm.
0: three brackets. So they would get pitted, uh, this might be the best bracket out of the entire playoff.
1: One hundred percent,
0: regardless of division. division. Yes, you look at this because uh, this and this is also all local, um, at least to us uh, up here in Dayton. Uh, top half of the bracket, uh, we'll just run down here. You've got eleven seated Houston taking on two seed Jackson Center, and then three seated Troy Christian taking on eight seated Layman Catholic. I think in that first matchup, the discrepancy there is too big. Jackson's rolling in that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Troy Christian and Lehman Catholic. We just saw Troy Christian take on uh, Catholic Central uh, just last week. Troy Christian won that game. They really impressed me. You take Troy Christian in that one. I agree, yes. Okay. Uh, So the second round then up top would be Ansonia taking on Jackson Center. Center's rolling in that one. Yes. Uh, You know, not having their best year this year uh comparatively to the last few years uh but they're still rolling uh then one of probably the best games that you're going to see in a sectional uh sectional game after a play in is Fort Loramy and Troy Christian. We were there watching that game out at Catholic Central. Loramy was there scouting.
1: Mm-hmm. Um they got a little bit to be worried about. They do Troy Christian, I mean, they don't really Troy Christian doesn't really have like one guy that really jumps Correct. off the page. They got a bunch of guys to do a bunch of great things. Lower me the opposite. They've got one guy that does a ton, and Caleb Mauer, and then a lot of guys that can kind of fill the the voids where needed. Uh-huh. But when I really compare these teams, I mean Troy Christian, like like you said, they're very impressive this year. Well, very
0: impressive, but they've got, I mean, heck, they got it. They had a guard that was out there freaking running around getting it done too. Parker Penrod, yeah. the
1: sophomore. Yep. Penrod.
0: I mean, if that's going to be a you know, Troy Christian certainly has a lot more depth. I think behind Penrod. Penrod's kind of the ignition stick that gets that thing going. Um, this year, just because I, I don't think Lorimes is deep, I would take Troy Christian to roll. I agree. Yeah, now maybe not roll. That's going to be a great freaking game. Mm. But I think Troy Christian ultimately comes out. That would pit them against Jackson Center. Back to back games that I would want to be at. Um, Jackson Center going to play the defense that they do that could pose some problems for slow, Penrod and company
1: slow basketball, right? That is what that is going to be right there,
0: which I mean, sometimes can take those types of games down to a coin flip, but I saw what Troy Christian was able to put on the court at central or at Catholic central and pull that upset off uh, at the time. I would take Troy Christian, though, to, to move on. Yeah.
1: I agree. Jackson Center, they got two really good kids in Jason Molenhauer and, and Camden Reese. And I think Scott Elkert coach teams can never be slept on in the tournament. Hence why we have them and in the, district the size semis. That those
0: two guys bring.
1: But that could pose problems for Troy Christian. And it, and Christian it will. Too. It, it 100% will. But I think Troy Christian, like you said, they just got too many guys that can fill those gaps that they need. Absolutely. And if you can beat Fort Lormie you can beat Jackson Center this, this, year. this so, year. Yeah, I think Troy Christian wins.
0: Okay. Bottom half of the bracket then, Uh, yeah, you got three-seeded Cedarville uh, having another great year, uh, taking on 11-seeded Miami Valley. You got two-seeded Catholic Central then taking on 8 seed Emmanuel Christian. Then you've got six-seeded Legacy Christian taking on Tri-County North. Going up top, Cedarville's going to roll against Miami Valley, yeah? Yes, yes. Catholic Central's rolling against Eman Christian. It's not
1: going to be a rolling, but they'll win, yes. Against Mando Christian? They won't roll. Really? They, won't, they won't roll past them. Really? I don't think. I don't oh, think. Okay, fair
0: enough. And then Legacy Christian, Tri County North. Legacy. Legacy. That one. Okay. Uh, then Cedarville would get four seed Yellow Springs. It's Yellow Springs kind of going after them a
1: bit. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to get that one? Man, that's a good game though. First of all, before I say anything else, that's a good sectional game right there. Um, yeah. it's hard to pick because I mean, Yellow Springs—you got arguably the best player in the Metro Buckeye Conference in DeAndre Cohen, who can uh-huh. he can score the ball. And I think Yellow Springs definitely looks a little bit like I don't know—they look more calmer as a team than they did last year. I think last year they looked very distraught, very like unorganized. Mm-hmm. This year looked a lot better. But Cedarville, I mean. Cedarville is one of only two teams in the state of Ohio that's beaten Catholic Central this season. Yep. Um, and, and they're doing it with a bunch of guys that are just, they're not really standouts per se, but they're just really good basketball players. And they play as a team and they're well coached. I, I, I think Cedarville, you know gets out of this one just because when it comes down to defensive basketball, I think they're going to have an answer for DeAndre Cohen, but I don't know if Yellow Springs will have an answer for Cedarville's multiple guys that can score the ball.
0: Fair enough. Uh, And then Catholic Central and Legacy Christian.
1: Catholic Central.
0: Man, you weren't ready to to move them over Emmanuel Christian that quickly, but you're going to do it to Legacy Christian? Yep. All right. (laughs) My sorry, my words aren't working because I'm giving Tony some side eye. Um, (laughs) That's gonna be uh, that would bring us to a Cedarville Catholic Central game that is gonna put Catholic Central in in a slaughterhouse couple of games if they want to make it uh, out of this district because they would potentially have back to back games against teams that have beat them the only two teams that have beat them this year. But Cedarville's up first.
1: What is that movie, um, Scott Pilgrim Against the World, where you have to, you have <laughs> yeah. to beat the ex-girlfriends? This is, this, is the, this, is, I mean, this is the equivalent.
0: Well, most of these teams, like, Botkins is going to march through their their district, and that's when their tournament begins, is after this district. Uh, you know, I don't want to say anything too definitively, but after that district is when their tournament's going to get real. Mm-hmm. Catholic Centrals is going to get real in the sectional final slash district semi, whatever the heck you want to call it, is going to get real real with Cedarville, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to figure out what what type of team they want to be and and how bad they want it real fast.
1: If Catholic Central had won that second game in the regular season and this was that third matchup, I was ready and prepared to go Cedarville <laughs> in the tournament. Because, However, but because Cedarville was able to get that win. I think that humbled Catholic Central quite a bit. Yep. I think that it kind of got them to realize that hey, we we're good, but like we're beatable. Yep. And I think that they learned from it. So I I lo- and I love how Tyler and Ian Galuch play together and then with that team. I think Catholic Central they're a special team this year. I yeah. think I, I think that they're, they're not going to lose this matchup with Cedarville.
0: Fair enough. Um, but then you got to go back to back. Maybe they didn't learn their lesson the first time that they were beatable because Troy Christian just beat them last weekend, although it came down to the very wire. And I don't think, uh, I don't think either of the Gluch brothers played their best game there. I mean, it looked at times when, when we were sitting there where it looked like we were just waiting for Tyler to take over because down the stretch he kind of he started putting his head down and getting a little more aggressive and closed that gap. Uh, almost had a chance to to get it back with an and one dunk with like four seconds left. Again, I think that was another wake up call for them. So I would say, I think they, they learned their lesson against both of these teams and ultimately make it out of this district. But Troy Christian and Cedarville both have the recipe to do it. It could certainly, it could certainly, the upsets
1: could come. It can. I think with Troy Christian, it goes back to, you got to look as well. You know, they're, they are a young team. They only True. had, they only lost two players from a year ago. They brought back pretty much everyone. Right. You know, Penrod's a sophomore. Alex Free is a sophomore. Um, they're younger. And on top of that, you're asking this team by, by if this matchup happens, you're then asking Troy Christian to beat the same team twice in about a two to three week time frame,
0: right? And a team in, in Catholic Central that's now PO'd and and wanting they don't want to go out this early, not the way this season's yeah, going.
1: Yeah, I think Catholic Central rolls in this one,
0: okay. Catholic Central and Botkins then.
1: I'm going to plead the fifth on this one until we get the regional matchup because I could go Fair on, enough. I could go on for hours on that matchup. We could go
0: on for hours and I think that that matchup would change dr- that conversation changes drastically if a Cedarville or a Troy Christian figure out how to make it out of here. Yes. Cuz those are they're different teams they match up differently. We'll plead the fifth on that one. But dang, do I want to talk about that one. Okay. <laughs> Then you've got the Southwest one bracket. So this is the one that gets matched up with the Columbus bracket. Yes. Yes.
1: And and just for our, our listeners, you know, in that Columbus bracket, the top two seeds ran to Southeast Ohio. So your best team coming out of here is likely East Knox, who is the three seed uh, or four seeded tree of life or even five seed Grove City Christian. So whoever this whoever gets out of this Southwest one bracket, we're going to talk about and gets the Central Ohio team you're going to have a lot of confidence going into that game. Cause you don't have to worry about going and playing like a grand view Heights or a Newark Catholic who right. we saw last year, what Newark Catholic is capable yep. of doing when they get hot. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so Southwest one, then uh, does have the Cincy area teams in it. Uh, you've got Cincy college prep, the one seed up top, you've got two seed Fayetteville Perry. Uh, also there uh, looks like the rest of the bracket ran from them uh went to other areas. Those two are there. I think Cincy College Prep and Fayetteville marched through their respective sectionals. Yes. Yes. Uh they then showed down with each other in the district semis slash sectional final, whatever you want to call it great game.
1: Great game. I think it comes and by... either
0: team could come
1: out. They could quite frankly I, I think what the, what it comes down to is college prep has one of the best scorers in, in Jabari Covington as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what else they have he's but young. beyond him yeah. and he's young. Fayetteville, this is this is deja vu. They were here a year ago. Absolutely. They 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 did it as an underdog then. I think they can do it as a favorite now. Uh Jaden Bradshaw is a is a great player. And I think that, you know, when you match him and this team up against that CCPA team, I think Fayetteville gets the win.
0: All right. That'll take us to the local bracket then, where uh quite frankly, this is Tri Village's bracket. Tri-Village is the one seed. The next closest being five-seeded Twin Valley South, but they're not a very strong five-seed. Tri-Village already Um,
1: smoked them once this season by like 30-plus. Right.
0: We'll still walk it down. I mean, uh, Tri-Village is taking on... Jefferson Township. Jefferson. They're going to roll in that one. Twin Valley South, five-seed, gets Southeastern. South's going to roll in that game, yeah. South being Twin Valley South, Twin Valley South, sorry, not Southeastern, duh. Uh, Twin Valley South rolling in that one. Uh, that would give Tri Village, then East Dayton Christian, um, Tri Village, or yeah, Tri Village is rolling. Twin Valley South would then get Franklin Monroe. Um, Jets coming
1: out of here. I this was a hard one because Twin Valley South at the end of the year they they looked like an actual you know contender at mm-hmm. one at one point they were undefeated and I know we had them in the in the also also ran men or excuse me the honorable mention list on our power rankings. power rankings
0: in D4, but yeah
1: but. They haven't really played great as of late, and I really like Kai Cool from Franklin Monroe. Absolutely, and I think the Jets get it done.
0: Yep, but they're not. But the Jets aren't going to get it done against Tri Village. No, I think it's just not going to happen. Uh, now, I'm. I will say though, you get that that district final here with with Perry and Tri Village. That's going to be a heck of a game. Although, I think it's going to have echoes of Fayetteville and Botkins last year. I know it's Botkins, Tri-Village, but Tri-Village just plays with size. They play a different style than Fayetteville. Uh, Tri-Village ultimately coming out of this one.
1: I think they do. I mean, I, I, I really like this Fayetteville team. I like the guys and everything, but... You know, Tri Village, I think they've been the, arguably one of the top three teams in Dayton this year. Yeah. Maybe even top two. Some people have them. Uh, when you got a, a kid like Lane Sarver, actually, let me put it this way. When you've got your entire starting lineup and either the all first or second team in your conference, that says you're a lot about your right. team and you're doing something right. And when you have a coach like Josh Sagister with the success he has too, I think Tri Village wins that. Cool. Whoo. That was a lot. That was a lot. It was, that was quick, all quicker for. than last year, but still a lot of basketball to, to unpack Still there. a lot of
0: basketball. We did kind of kind of switch gears with some of the Cincy schools just because after D1, uh, it can get a little jambled uh, at, at times and, and a little bit more unknown, at least for us, uh, and kind of the area that we cover. Um, but certainly another fun year of tournament basketball. I, I don't know that any district has quite as much intrigue as this D4 bracket does. uh, Because as you start looking, you know, to potential, you know, Botkins, Catholic centrals, Troy Christians, and then ultimately looking at maybe Fayetteville Perry's and Tri-Villages coming out to where you're looking at regional finals of Botkins, Tri-Village, that could potentially be a rematch from an overtime game, double overtime game.
1: And And flying flying to the the hoop,
0: hoop. yep. Uh, Could potentially be your regional final to head to state. I mean, (laughs) buckle, buckle up, up. buckle up, Seth Kine, buckle up, Tony Peters. All right, guys, that'll do it for bracketology, at least for now. Um, We'll definitely jump back on here probably as we get closer to these district finals, um, or after these district finals, looking into the regional semis. Uh, and And break it back down for you again, kind of hit the reset button, see what we're looking at, uh, and then maybe try to pair some of that up with what what else we're seeing from around the state., uh, but for now, that'll get it done, yeah, Tony.
1: Yeah, and just keep an eye out. We'll be doing tournament coverage again this year in terms of what games we're going to we We decided to start on uh, Saturday this year is when we're gonna start our tournament coverage. So I know there's been some games going on already, but you know, we decided to kind of not jump into that right away, uh, this year. So we'll be doing that. Um, and you know, we like, like Seth said, we're definitely continuing to bring that coverage to you. Hoping to have a little bit of a, a minor preview for other areas of the state for this district round, just so people can kind of have an idea of what to expect. Yeah. uh, And across the state and Mr.
0: Peters, that's your forte there, buddy, just with some of your other stuff that you do around the state. Uh, so I'll leave that one to you if, if you decide and, and find some time to do it. Um, but we love you either way.
1: I know. <laughs> Otherwise, other than that, yeah. You know, just keep an eye out for where we're going to be. I definitely look for us at the, at the, the post Feel free to say hi, Seth. It's, it's that time and I'm excited for it. Yeah.
0: I think that about does it. Uh, again, guys, if you found us on anchor, you probably know social medias uh, at S W O F C P uh, add the dot com to get to the website. Um, you know, tag us, let you know, let us know what you think. Uh, give us some comments, Uh, even just questions for debate, you know, bring them up. Let's, let's talk. Let's chat. This is the best time of the year. So, uh, without further ado, we'll sign off. Uh, thanks guys. It's been real.
1: Talk to you later.